Josiah, thank you so much for taking this time to talk with me more there. I know that you probably put lots of sincere effort into the profile that you wrote so that you could be on this ballot. But even so, there's not a lot of detail of where your life and experience and vision meet the the work, the job of being part of Mission Ministry Board. And so that's what I'm hoping we could talk some about is how sure. those you really meet the position. Um, so you are a candidate for membership in a critical leadership group within the Church of the Brethren. What do you believe are the most significant leadership needs within the denomination over the next five years? Things feel very, very fragmented um, in the denomination. And so to me, I, I feel like we've done a lot of a lot of labeling. Um, and not a lot of listening, and especially not a lot of um, amplifying voices that we don't typically hear from. Um, and so I think, I think you, you had mentioned you had heard some of the stuff I've done with Dunker Punks and things like that. Like for me, it's really about, I've been in the denomination for a long time. And so I know a lot of different awesome people and just making a space for others to hear from them, you know? Um, and so I really think, you know, listening to um, particularly women of color in our denomination is something we need to be doing. We need to be pursuing their voices um, and just just the voices of those that aren't typically the ones in front. Um, and so what to me, what that will require is um, some of the voices that we're used to hearing from. Just, zip, you know. Um, being quiet and, and allowing others to step into the fore. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm very excited for a lot of what our denomination is about, like throughout the world and, and here in, in the United States. Um, but I, I, I do think, you know, a lot of listening is going to be a, a huge part of it. The other thing is once we hear those voices, um, actually believing them, listening to them, acting upon them. Um, I'm just thinking about in the wake of like January 6th and the, the statement that was made from our denomination to me, I honestly, I didn't even see it at first. Um, but in talking to a friend, I won't name the friend, they were clearly upset about it. And we had a big talk about it and how it was you know, insufficient in so many ways. Um, and then, you know, just after having that conversation, that person asking me to say something about it, um, you know, believing her, you know, believing her emotion, believing her feelings, believing her experience, um, you know, and then saying yes, and, you know, writing something and, you know, whether or not, it makes a difference in the long run. I don't know. Um, but that kind of thing, um, I feel like there are, there are very definitive spaces where our denomination's voice needs to be heard. Um, and a lot of what we've been doing is just trying to like make everybody happy instead of like speaking the truth in love. Um, and so I know that was kind of a rambly response, but essentially, um, yeah, listening to listening to the voices that we aren't typically listening to, 
believing those voices and acting upon that leadership. Thank you. I also think those are significant leadership needs. So next question, how do the statements and actions of Mission and Ministry Board respond to those needs? I'll be, I'll be honest, like I, most of what I hear from Mission and Ministry Board comes from like friends seeing what has been said and then having a conversation with me around it. Um, I, I think that, I mean, Mission and Ministry Board is, is about everything that, that the denomination is supposed to be doing in, in ministry, um, whether it be, you know, in, in urban neighborhoods, whether it be um, rural neighborhoods, whether it be internationally, like, and so it has felt to me uh, in recent years, like, like the statements have, haven't gone far enough um, to say what needs to be said in given settings. Um, so, I, I mean, I believe that, you know, the, the statements of MMB should be giving voice to those voices that I spoke of earlier. That's, that's what it should be. Um, and I don't know where to throw this into what, to our conversation, but I do want to say <laughs> that it actually saddens me a little bit that I'm on the ballot and the person on the other side is Mandy because to me, I, I feel like both of us belong on on the board, and I I will be happy either way. Um, I obviously want to <laughs> to be on, but um, if if it ends up being her, she belongs there. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, it it's a little it's a little exciting because either way, somebody awesome is going to be there. Um, but at at the same time, um, you know, it also means that one of us isn't, and right. I think. I think that we both should, should be there. But anyway, um, I digress. Um, I guess one other thing that I would say is for the vast majority of my experience um, here at Harrisburg, I've been serving with Pastor Belita Mitchell. And we actually started about a month apart back in 2003. And so she and I learned to work together um, at first you know, there were some bumpy times. Certainly I was just a little 24 year old and she was very experienced and everything. Um, but I really learned a lot about, um, you know, allowing a great leader like that to lead and doing the things, you know, around the sides to allow that to happen um, in the best way possible. Um, and, you know, she finished her time with us this past year and it's obviously sad to say goodbye to that season, um, but just decades of uh, wonderful work together and, um, you know, working with somebody who has that voice, right? And um, do, doing my best to allow that voice to come through, you know, um, with whatever's going on. Um, so that didn't exactly answer your question either, but well, <laughs> I apologize. It does start to answer the next question though, which is what resources do you bring to this work and what additional resources or support are needed for you and or for Mission Ministry Board to serve the denomination in fulfilling its mission? So I think like what I, what I bring to it is probably 
involved in the next question too, is just a, a breadth of different experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so as I said, I, I've been serving in Harrisburg and there, Don Mitchell says, there's no place like Harrisburg First Church in the denomination and I truly believe it. Um, you know, a church that's made up of every kind of person you can think of, multiple languages in worship every Sunday. Um, it's just a really exciting time, um, really exciting uh, family to be a part of, and I've been a part of it for, for quite some time. So just like that intercultural piece is like, it's what I'm about. Um, and then about a year ago, a uh, year and a half ago, my family spent about a year in Rwanda in East Africa, which was just an amazing experience as well. So I grew up in the Church of the Brethren. My dad was a Church of the Brethren pastor. Um, grew up in what I would call like a typical sort of Church of the Brethren, about 100 members, rural, that kind of thing. Um, but now I've been involved in intercultural and interna international. So like all the different um, spheres that our denomination is involved with, um, I've had some experience in them. And so, you know, I've met a whole lot of people and um, I think I, I think that is is an asset because often like a conversation will come up and I'll be like, oh, well, this is the person we should talk to about that. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of experience in it. Let's listen to them, you know, that kind of thing. Um, what resources does the board need? Was that the second yeah, part? What additional resources or support are needed for you and mm -hmm. or for MMB to serve the denomination in fulfilling its mission? I mean, I, th I think the the big thing for the board at large would be to have some of those experiences um, to, to really be in touch with all. Our denomination is so eclectic. Um, and sometimes it feels like uh, we don't all experience all of that. And I think to really serve the, the denomination well, the, the board needs to have some of those experiences and really interface with, um, you know, everything that the denomination is, both stateside and internationally. Um, for myself, um, I don't know. I think, I guess just the chance to serve, I don't know. Um, more time <laughs> to, to hang out with all these awesome people. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how to, how to answer that. Um, something that has, has been an awesome resource for me in the last year or so, um, is that, that isn't directly related to MMB, but would certainly continue to, to feed me as, as I would possibly serve is, uh, there's a, a group that meets every Tuesday led by Dr. Drew Hart and Jared McKenna. And um, they've come to call it a subversive seminary. And it's a, it's a book group where all of all the people like me, all of the white males are, um, we've been trained very well to stop talking and to just listen. Um, and uh, it's, it's just such a rich, amazing time. Um, of learning um, and we read some challenging uh, texts and um, and the way they, they organize the time, you, you share a little bit um, in a small group about what particularly from the chapter stuck out to you. And then 
they put you in a little bigger group and you share what somebody else shared mm. instead of just talking for yourself over and over again. And then in the big group, if you're like me, you don't talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's just, it really is beautiful. Um, and I've really found that to be such a, a life-giving um, thing. And I, honestly, I, I haven't been able to do it as often as I'd like lately. Um, but that's a resource that I treasure and will mm -hmm. continue to, to pursue personally. And that method of listening and sharing is one that um, MMB maybe could benefit from that resource, from that yeah, model. Sure. Whether it's Rwanda or somewhere else, I'm so glad that you actually have an answer to this question because not <laughs> all of our candidates will. Tell right. us about a context in which you were or are a minority. And this has to be longer than a week-long work camp. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, in, in Rwanda, we were the white people in our city. Um, there's maybe a handful of other Europeans, but like, and, and in the village where our churches are, where the churches of the brethren are, like our children were probably the only white children that were seen by a lot of these people. And to the point where like they would be touching them to see if they're mm -hmm. real, like that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and I talked to a, a younger guy who had told, he told me that when he was young, like eight or nine years old, he thought that white people were like wild animals. And uh, that's how rare it was to, to, for him at that time to see someone. So that's obviously a, a context. Um, I mean, where we live is, is that way. Um, our children attend the public school in Harrisburg City. And when I walk the kids to school, you know, there, there might be three other kids in the whole school that are white. Um, now, saying all of that, when I enter a space, <laughs> I'm still a white dude. And so just the way that things are, I, I never really, I never really feel like a minor, minority, mm -hmm. right? They, uh, it's just, I wish it was not so. Um, but for me to pretend like I know what that is, is still incorrect. Because even in Rwanda, it would be, oh, what pastor, what do you have to say about this? You know, it's uh -huh. always like a, trying to elevate um and you know if i'm in a space and i i choose to speak up generally people listen and that's i, I again that's not what a minority generally feels right? right so um but i've i've had a lot of experiences where i am numerically the minority right um but power structure wise probably never at the same yes. time. So. Yeah, thank you very much for making that distinction. And I appreciate that you see those nuances. Um, I would say that, first of all, most people in the Church of the Brethren, especially those who are being elevated to denominational leadership, have not even had the numeric experience and right. let alone wouldn't make the distinction that you are able to make about it. So all the more reason that you show up at that subversive seminary where you... Um, put yourself into an opportunity to be asked to be silent. Mm -hmm. That's great. All right, yeah. last question. What are a few ways that you expect serving on MMB will be different from pastoral leadership and ministry? It's mm. an interesting question. So I've, I've served as an associate pastor 
quite some time. And now I'm the staff person while we search for another co-pastor. So I've experienced kind of being like the support pastoral staff, as well as now being the lone person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I, I view like being on Mission and Ministries board kind of having both facets in some ways. Like, you know, you're you're on a team of people. And so there's there's a lot of again, just supporting and making sure that the voices around the table are heard. Um, but then there's there are the moments when you what's being said needs to be named, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and um and where you know you, you do have to use your voice to speak up um so i i don't i don't know how it would be necessarily different for me like pastoral ministry is all about being in relationship with people mm-hmm. and you know i hate meetings in some ways um but at the same time like being at a meeting table can be an opportunity to form relationship and i'm in some ways i'm more excited about those relationships after the meeting's over mm-hmm. you know and like there's a few folks i know that are on already um but some of the other folks that i don't know yet um just being able to have that time space and excuse to just get to know somebody mm-hmm. and you know you said this during the meeting i'm wondering if we could unpack that a little more and um just those sorts of things um how's it different though i i I think it's just very similar in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways um and as opposed to like you know a a meeting that i would dread i I feel like these are are meetings that i would actually be excited to be a part of um you know so i feel like my church in particular um has a voice in the denomination and has a voice in our community as well like when when we're led to say and do things like people around Harrisburg notice mm-hmm. um and so i think even that's similar you know um and for me i would just hope that you know being involved in it that those statements or those actions would be you know in keeping with where God is taking the denomination um, and not, not out of a, a need to appease, um, not out of fear of, oh, well, if we say this, then these people, you know, um, but just being able to say what needs to be said at the right time. Um, that's all very pastoral ministry though. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know how to answer the question. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I guess I, I would just say I don't see it as that different. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how I'll answer it. Yeah, I wonder if part of that is that your, um, your call into ministry and your call into leadership are one call. And so whether you're serving on MMB or serving as a pastor with your local congregation, it's part of the same sense of how to be with one another, how to be part mm-hmm. of God's people. And so yeah. you wouldn't see that many differences. Yeah, I think you said it nicer and more succinctly than I did. <laughs> it's easier when you're not the one officially on the hot seat, maybe. Sometimes. Oh, there you go. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> well, before I stop the recording, 
is there anything else that you do want to say on the record? Um, just again, I, I will be absolutely honored to, you know, be called to this position, but I would be just as floored and excited if, if it's Mandy. Um, and, you know, if, if it would go that way, I hope that I'd get another opportunity that this is like out of, if you think about the different types of positions, like this is the one for me that I would be the most excited about. And that for me, I think fits my skill set um, the best and, and my gifts and things. Um, so I, again, I'd be honored to be called. Um, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to, to chat for a little bit.